You are not alone. Welcome to The Clark and Linda Show. This is our real relationship, experiencing change after addiction and betrayal. We're learning to connect, to feel safe and confident in marriage. And you can too. So, yeah, um, this is going to be interesting because despite my increasing shame resilience, um, this is a topic that still feels a little awkward. And as if that wasn't bad enough, as if, you know, I didn't have to have a anxiety about the topic, <laughs> we decided for some weird reason that we were we going to live stream it. this. And that's a big part of what I do for a living. And so I want it to be good. And one of the cardinal rules about live streaming is... Somebody should always be monitoring the live stream. <laughs> so, let but us we know, don't have okay. a producer for this show, <laughs> so we just do it ourselves. So, the, yeah, we, the there's nobody monitoring. It, maybe it's not even going out. I don't know. The anxiety level is <laughs> rising. Anyway, it'll be good. Um, so today, Wait, um, so this is the Clark and Linda show. If you guys want to uh, see any other episodes that we've had. Previous to this, go to ClarkNLinda.com or go find us on YouTube or podcasts. And they can find all that through ClarkNLinda.com. Yeah, or um, obviously, if you're on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram at ClarkNLinda. So, anyways. Yeah. So today, um, if you're not um, on Instagram where Linda painstakingly typed it all in... um, (laughs) We are talking about um, doing a sex fast, and we got the idea actually from the Betrayed Addicted Expert podcast kind of early on in our recovery and healing efforts, and we wanted to talk about it because we felt like it was a a big help to us. Uh, We felt like it almost kind of accelerated our our healing and recovery and, and helped us move through some of those things. We weren't really sure about it at first. I think me especially. Um, but we'll get <laughs> into that more. Um, I think that's the end of my intro. I, I mostly oh. just wanted to introduce the topic okay. and say this is what we're doing. And I'll turn it over to you for your prepared material. You get to go first, which I think makes also... Ha- yeah, it makes me nervous <laughs> to see what you're going to say. I might have to adjust all of my prepared stuff based on what you talk about. Um, one of the things we do talk about on this show is um, we do try and prepare some thoughts, um, but we don't really tell each other what we're going to talk about. We want yeah. to have these be kind of real and raw uh, conversations. And so even though we've spent some time thinking about the topic, we don't know what each of us is going to say about it. Um, and that we originally tried to do it with n- almost no preparation at all. And then we just ended up rambling and had like an hour and yeah. 30 minutes. So now the format is yeah. one person intros, then the other person takes five to 10 minutes and the next person takes five to 10 minutes. And then we kind of regroup and talk better, about right? it and talk about our homework that we have for each episode. So, okay. With that go. <laughs> wow. us. Okay. That's no, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, do doing this is a little bit hard because I was trying to kind of bring up all of the emotions that I had at the time so that you guys could get like that real raw, um, I don't know, like feeling from this episode because we're not where we were and, but we know that where we were was really hard and, 
um, we know that there's other people out there that could be there. And so we want to be uh, sensitive to that. And so I was trying to get those emotions from from that place. Um, and I didn't get my journal out because I thought that that would probably be really bad. <laughs> um, because they talk about having like a burn journal and stuff anyway. But I, I don't burn my journals. I keep my journals. Um, so anyway, so after D-Day, I legit wanted to move to another country. Like just by myself. So that I would have time to be alone and think and process everything that had just happened. Um, and it's not a wrong or bad feeling to have. It's just a feeling that you have and your feelings are not wrong. Um, I didn't want to see Clark. Um, he was a walking billboard reminder of my insecurities. My worst nightmares come to life. Um, my husband not being the warrior that I thought he was, cause I would think that he'd want to fight for me. Um, he was like a reminder of my weaknesses and of all the things that I wished I could be, but didn't quite measure up because I wasn't enough. And that like just saying those things, it doesn't even come close to the emotion that I felt at the time of that. I don't, I don't feel like that now when I look at him, thank goodness, um, because I don't think I can handle it for that long. But I know that there are sisters out there who who legit still feel like that, and it's been years, um, and that would be really hard. So um, then, it, so I, I ha- so because of all this anxiety and anguish and torment that I was going through, um, the last thing on my mind was to have sex you know, and for me, it felt really in like, like it felt logical that I wouldn't desire that with my, with my husband, right. Um, with my spouse because of what just happened and, um, all the disclosure and, and discovery that had happened, but I wasn't sure how he was processing everything. And, if he felt like there was a time limit or a time frame of like when I needed to be done being mad at him or when I was done uh, processing my feelings enough that we could get back to where we could be intimate again. And so that was something else that was causing me like a lot of anxiety because I was like, well, what what is he expecting from me? So a lot of expectations, a lot of insecurities, a lot of confusion, you know, and the adversary, he's just working like, I mean, he's always working 24 seven, but it seemed like it was even harder now or something. And so just anytime I saw Clark, it was like all of that at once, every time. And so I started putting up walls, you know, and I was like, I can't handle not knowing what he's thinking, but I also can't handle all the things that I'm thinking and I can't handle like us having this wall either. So I was just like, I was just throwing up walls left and right. And I was learning about boundaries and I didn't know what boundaries meant. And, you know, I didn't know what I needed to set so that I could feel safe in my own home. And then we, uh, we talk about how, uh, we chose not to do like a separation. And so that felt like also kind of impossible to deal with. Cause it's like, well, we're not separated. So we have to, be in each other's presence at all times. So the walls are like always there and I'm 
trying to be a mom to the kids, you know, and still try and act like we're okay. But then, you know, still have all of that. And thinking in my mind, like, if I don't have sex with him, is he going to go act out again? Or what? what's going to happen? Like, you know, and, you know, after praying and trying to do like, you know, a bunch of self-care and reading and all these things, um, I was able to listen to the podcast from the Betrayed Addicted Expert. It was podcast number 24. And they talked about this sex fast. And seriously, you guys, at the beginning, I was like binge listening to <laughs> the Betrayed Addicted and Expert. So You were binge listening to everything. Yeah, well, yes. So Kobe and Ashlyn, thank you so much. Oh, guess what? Instagram just went down. So, um, I think my, that's your phone that just went my down. My phone is <laughs> resetting. But anyways, poor poor audience there. Um, we'll get it back up and running in a minute. But after um, after listening to that episode, they talked about this sex fast that they that their uh, therapist had recommended that that Kobe do. And Kobe talked about it in a way that he knew it was going to be hard and impossible, but he went ahead and tried it anyways. And um, I felt like, you know what, if Kobe can do it, I think, and, and it, and they talk about how it helped their, their marriage and it helped, um, help them heal. Then I was like, then that, that's what it is. We need to try that. We need to go ahead and try like a sex fast. I think that that will help. And there's like 30 day sex fast, 60 day sex fast, 90 day sex fast. So there's lots of different ways that you can or lengths of time that you can have sex fast. But um, that was something that I felt like the spirit had been kind of guiding me to get to because when I heard it, it felt like it was really something that we needed to do. But then the conflict that I had now was how do I tell Clark and get him on board? Um, And so we're gonna take like a little tiny mini break and we're going to get Instagram back on here. So we were just talking about um, how all those feelings and all those emotions and the spirit led me to think that a sex fast would help our our marriage. Right. Okay. So now you get you can you can talk you have your Wait, five you're, minutes. You're done with your five minutes? Well, yeah. I mean, it's been like probably <laughs> at least eight or nine minutes, so. <laughs> I know you have more than that that you're going to say. Well, sometimes you just, you know. You, it was like say. a cliffhanger, though. What do you like, mean? Well, yeah, because I was like, well, that was where, like, that was where I took it. And then. <laughs> okay. And then we were going to talk about, like, what you're going to say. And then I was going to bring up, like, the homework. And then we talk about it after, right? Like okay. our experience of doing sure. sex fast. Um, <laughs> this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> I, my preparation was a little bit different, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. So I, I guess before I even get into what I prepared, one of the things I was thinking while you were talking is, you know, people are in a lot of different places, right? Um, I'm just thinking of like certain guys in my group. Um, I, I can picture one of them right now being like, only 30 days, huh? That'd be nice. And and you're choosing. I, I've been on a fast for two years and <laughs> I wish I wasn't, you know, like, um, yeah, sometimes right. it's just, you know, like people aren't in a 
place where that's even an option. And you know, I want to be somewhat sensitive to that. But, um, you know, I she, she kind of left off where she was trying to figure out how to present it to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because it's hard, how and, do you how do you get your husband on board with like a thirty day sex fest? Well, and especially you know, like, and I can, I I was in a spot where already my self esteem was at a, probably an all time low. Right, uh, you were obviously really mad at me. Um, I just I was struggling and and it was really sensitive, and so I could see you like if you had said it to me, I'd be like. Oh, she hates me for sure. She like, yep, this just confirms my belief that I'm disgusting to her. And probably some of those things were somewhat true, right? Uh, I mean, not that she hated me, but that there were some feelings of revulsion and, and things towards me over what I'd done. Um, and so she, I, I think the way you did present it um, is you said, hey, I listened to this episode. I thought it was really interesting. Why don't you listen to it? I want to know what you think. Right. That was just, she didn't try and say like, I think we should do this or I listen to this and I think it's the greatest thing ever. She said, I thought this episode was really interesting. I want to hear what you think about it. And so I listened I had to, pray to about that because I immediately just wanted to walk in there and be like, we're doing this now. But I knew that if I kind of did that and approached it that way, that that wasn't going to be yeah, probably, the best. Probably very wise of her. And as I listened to it, um, I think that, you know, the spirit was working on me. Maybe her prayers were, uh, working on me because I, you know, as I listened to it, I was like, yeah, this, this is probably a good idea. And, um, one of the other things, uh, that actually wasn't the first I'd ever heard of it. I don't even know if I told you this. Hmm. Um, so I had read a book, uh, a few months before D-Day actually, that I found very inspiring and was almost like trying to like get up the courage to do some things about it. It was called Manhood by mm. Terry Crews. And he's a, uh, I, probably a lot of you know who he is. He's a ex NFL football player, very popular actor. And he had had some struggles with pornography addiction throughout his life and was raised a Christian and, and really believed it was wrong, but had also, you know, spent a bunch of time in environments where it was, made to seem like not a big deal you know like he was in the nfl around all these guys who just said oh yeah this is normal everybody does it and then in hollywood it was just uh in fact uh part of his story when he talks about you know like finally telling his wife about it and dealing with it um a bunch of people were like mad at him and they're like what are you doing like this don't make this seem like it's not normal or what you know like um but he decided to be completely open and honest with his wife. And they, she experienced some serious betrayal trauma and they went through some tough times in their marriage. Um, and he doesn't necessarily talk about a whole lot in the book, but I remember I had like done some follow-up and he had something where he talked about them doing a sex fast and huh. all the benefits from it and how great it was and how it really um, helped their marriage. And so I also had that to go on. And so I was thinking about it and just, you know, really felt like, yeah, we should do this. And I went and told her, and then it was weird, because almost immediately after I told her, I was like, what did I just do? Like, I regretted it. I was like, uh, was that a good idea? But by then it was, and like, too late. And like, immediately I was, like, throwing parties in my mind. She was super excited. And so, like, I couldn't, I couldn't back out, right? But some of the reasons why um, I... I felt like it was a good idea and, and why we should do it. That's, that's kind of where I spent most of my time in my preparation is like, why do you do this? And it's funny. I think that, um, when I listened to that episode, 
I instantly started comparing it to uh, fasting that we do in the church, you know, uh, our first Sunday fast or fasting for special occasions where we go without food and water for a set period of time. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I thought, you know, like, why is fasting so, um, effective, um, when it's food and water? And, um, you know, I, I found a quote by President, uh, David O. McKay, he said, um, the greatest of all the benefits from fasting is the spiritual strength derived by the subjection of physical appetite to the will of the individual. Um, and there's, you know, or the will of the Father. Um, and I thought, you know, this is very similar. You're subjecting your physical appetite mm-hmm. um, to the will of the individual or to what you want to do. You're, you're basically trying to work on self-mastery. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I also found this quote um, from President Howard W. Hunter. I thought it was really interesting. He was talking about the origin of fasting. He said, it seems impossible to determine from the records that are available to us the circumstances under which fasting originated in ancient times or what its purpose was in the beginning. Nevertheless, we find reference to it as having been practiced in the earliest times as an expression of grief or emotion. It was associated with serious and heartfelt sorrow for sin, with times of mourning and with occasions of strong emotion. And I thought, boy, isn't that appropriate, right? Like sorrow for sin, times of strong emotion, those were all things we were going through. And I thought, you know, what a, what a great time to try and overcome some of uh, our physical desires and appetites. Um, and, you know, Plato said... The first and best victory is to conquer self. Whoops, sorry. The first and the first and the best victory is to conquer self. To be conquered by self is, of all things, the most shameful and vile. Um, and so I just thought, you know, there's all of these great teachings and quotes about how fasting helps us overcome our nat- our natural man and our carnal desires, and helps us submit ourselves to our spiritual side. And I thought, you know, this is just that's what I need right now. I yeah. really need to be able to overcome these carnal desires um, for viewing pornography um, and feeling like I needed sex. Um, feeling like, you know, like, oh, this is something I have to have. And so I thought, you know, this will help me get over that. And and also, you know, uh, I think in the same way that when you're when you're doing a food fast... Uh, they say that, you know, you should let your hunger be a reminder to you of your need for spiritual nourishment, right? Like, oh, I don't have physical nourishment, so I really need spiritual nourishment. And so I thought, you know, as we do this sex fast, I will let my desire for physical intimacy be a reminder to me of my need for emotional and spiritual intimacy. And that those things are more important than the physical intimacy that you should really connect emotionally and spiritually. Um, and so I wanted, I wanted those natural desires to be there. I also remember, um, kind of thinking about like, Oh, if you should have, if you have a purpose for, you know, they always talk about, Oh, if you're fasting without a purpose, you're just going hungry. Yeah. Right. And I thought, well, if we're, if I'm just doing this to do it, then that's not a very good purpose. Um, and one of the interesting things, all the I read a whole bunch of talks about fasting while I, w- I was thinking about that, uh, thinking about this this week, and you know, all of them talk about like, yeah, you can have a purpose that's your own, but also there's this 
overarching purpose of fasting, and that is to feed the hungry and care for the needy, right? Um, when we fast, we're encouraged to take the value of those meals and give it to um, give it to other people. And we didn't do anything like that with our with our sex fast, but I thought, you know. A lot of my purpose, when I look back on it now, seems very selfish. At the time, it didn't. At the time, I, my purpose was like, oh, I'm I'm doing this to help our marriage and to help my wife, right? But well, that's not necessarily it's selfish. It's not necessarily selfish, but, you know, like they say, happy it, wife, but... happy life. Yeah. And I wanted to be happy. I was sick of feeling like things were hard and that we were had these walls between us. And, and so part of it was, yeah, I'm doing this for myself. And, yeah, I was doing it for you and for a marriage, but... I also just thought, wow, wouldn't it have been cool if I had been able to turn even farther outward and say like, hey, as part of this, I'm going to have this purpose of also serving or doing something else, you know, yeah. just interesting thought, you mm-hmm. know, I, it wasn't I something we did, but um, if I were doing it again, and maybe we will do it again at some point in time, I would probably look to that purpose and say, okay, what what's my purpose here? But then what could be a greater purpose or an outside purpose? Um, I give, also give bed oh. sheets to the homeless. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I also, you know, every talk talked about homeless. combining fasting with prayer. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's something that we definitely did um, is we were trying to draw closer to each other, but also closer to God um, and to really focus on our spiritual side. And so there was a lot of prayer. The last thing, you know, there was a lot of stuff about, you know, don't let your don't don't be like the hypocrites when you fast. And I think that's an important part oh, of the yeah. sex fast too is like don't be self-righteous about it. Um, you know, try and get special favors from your wife because there's not those other things happening and being like, "Well, I deserve this because of this." Mm-hmm. You know, like um I think that's important to Yeah, uh, to remember. you need to continue to do it in humility and and with the right attitude. Um and the one other thing that I thought about was, you know, I was like, was this weird for me to like even talk about fasting, uh, doing a sex fast in context with, you know, this other fast. I thought, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I, there've been other fasts besides food fasting. Um, Mm -hmm. just recently the prophet challenged the youth and then the women of the church to do a social media fast. Right. And so (laughs) I think there is precedent for the fact that yes, we can abstain from certain activities and receive great spiritual blessings. That was one of the things that the prophet talked about with the social media fast is, you know, have a purpose for it and see how it affects you. And, and, and you can draw closer to God by abstaining from social media and some of the negative influences that are involved with that. Um, and so th- yeah, that's probably, that's true. I think I have way more on here, but that's, I'm, <laughs> I'm well over my five minutes too. But I just, for me, it, it ended up, I was very nervous about it. But it ended up being a great experience. And I feel like we did grow so much closer together emotionally and spiritually. Um, It was nice to just not even have that on the table as an option. It almost made things easier a little bit, you know, because there wasn't that anxiety of like, does she like me? Does she not like me? What does it mean that she doesn't want to have sex? Well, what it meant was we were doing a sex fast, so there was no sex. So I didn't have to worry about that, right? It was almost nice to not have to worry about like, oh, does the fact that we're not being intimate, you know, like it wasn't this big blow to my ego or to my self-esteem. It was, no, this is a thing that we're doing together and we have this goal. And so in a way, it made things easier um, and was helpful. I think so. 
I think it was awesome. Um, okay, so I'm going to pose our homework for, or your homework, I guess, for for this episode. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of what that meant, what what the sex fast, like how we did that and, you know, things like that. So, um so the homework is to talk to your spouse about the feelings that you have around sex. Um, what gets you excited for sex with your spouse? What keeps you from getting excited about it? Uh, what would help lighten the pressure or, you know, the expectations? Um, how could you avoid feeling rejected? These are a lot of questions that you're going to want to ask and talk about because this is really good conversation. Um, what, it, what does it mean if it, the time isn't right? you know, elaborate on that a little bit more. Uh, talk about any shame that you might have around, uh, sex. I know that for, uh, one of the things that we did, uh, before the sex fast is I set up a boundary where I wanted to get myself ready, um, in the bathroom by myself. (coughs) Um, and, that was one of my rules. So if I had the door locked, nobody was coming in. I had the the bathroom all to myself and I was able to take my time getting ready. And then another boundary was that I am not going to allow anyone to see me without my clothes on, um, unless I choose to be intimate with that person. Now, obviously I only choose to be intimate with my husband, but that was my boundary. Like I am not going to let anyone see me again. I already have a boundary that my kids aren't allowed to see. Like I don't expose myself to my kids. So that's good. But, (laughs) but yeah, so those were two boundaries that I had set up prior to the sex fast. And so, you know, um, yeah, talk about some expectations, um, that you might be feeling towards having sex or, or not. And then, See if a sex fast is something that you want to consider trying or not, and maybe the duration of the time for the sex fast. And um, if you want to listen to another point of view, um, we recommend the Betrayed Addicted Experts podcast. They have episode 24, talks about how Kobe and Ashlyn did their sex fast, and I thought it was really well done, and they shared really good information that really helped me feel like it was something that would help us. So I'm sure it would be something that would help other people as well. Um, but yeah, so, so now I kind of wanted to talk about, um, how it, how it affected like what we did. So, um, I wasn't sure about the time frame, so I didn't know if Clark would choose to do the 30, the 60 or the 90, um, cause I was lucky enough that he would even consider anything at all. Um, cause when you have a spouse who has a sexual addiction, you feel like, well, if he's not having sex with me, where is he going to get it? Right. So, and you don't want to have kind of that fear in the back of your mind as well. So I kind of was let, letting him decide like the time frame that he thought would help. Um, and so he chose 30 days and we kind of came up. I mean, I think that maybe I threw some input on there, but it was, I thought, you know, 30, I'll do 30 days. Well, you know, like I didn't want to say no or try and make it longer or whatever. So, so we agreed on that. Um, and then some rules we had were like, we can, it's okay to hold hands 
it's okay to kiss and it's okay to hug, right? Um, and I can't remember all of them, but do you remember any other ones? I think that was... Those were like the general rules. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. Oh, I, then I also told you about the bathroom boundary that I already had. So yeah, so I had the... And then those were the two boundaries that I had set with the bathroom and getting ready. Um, and then what else? Oh, so when we first started it, I had all I had felt lighter. I felt like a weight had been lifted. I felt like in a good mood. I don't know if you noticed my mood change from one day to the next. But for me, I was like, this is amazing. It felt quieter in my mind to like not have sex on the table. Like you said, um, it, the pressure of feeling like rejected because I didn't want my anger and my grief and any of my uh, personal uh, trauma to come across as rejecting him. Because I mean, I don't reject my spouse, I reject his addiction, right? That's like a bad choice. So I just, I was not happy with that choice that he made. And that choice hurt me, but that didn't mean that I automatically hated him or, you know, and so I felt like the sex fast helped with helping him understand that I wasn't rejecting him, but I was just trying to uh, feel better myself, I guess. Um, and then the whispers and the fiery darts from the adversary, like all of a sudden went super low. I was like, did we just put up some kind of huge shield? Because that felt awesome. And I felt like it was the best decision ever and i was like why didn't we try this sooner even before like d-day and stuff because i was like why haven't we tried this and what changed i think was all of his little things that he was doing to show me that he still loves me and to add trust to the trust bucket was not equating i want to have sex with you tonight <laughs> because everything he did i was like oh he's just doing that because he wants to have sex with me and so that was really hard because I like he thought that I was rejecting him, you know, before the sex fast and thought that I hated him. And, you know, but really, I thought everything he was trying to do was trying to get me in bed. And so which probably some of it was. But, you know, I think he knew that that wasn't going to happen for a while, obviously. And he was still trying to do those nice things that he knew would help me heal faster and yeah that was my main intention but, was but i just me, wanted to try and save my marriage yeah and for me those fiery darts were like Psh, he's just doing that because he wants to have sex later you know and so i couldn't put those i couldn't silence those whispers because i guess i just wasn't equipped to do it at the time and they were just so loud that that's all i could hear was if you're not giving it to him he's getting it from somewhere else and if you know, he's only doing that because he wants sex. And so those were the things that I kept getting. And you're not enough. That's why he's looking at porn. And just all this stuff. And so when we did that sex fast, it just kind of lifted all of that weight and that pressure and really was like a blessing. And then we started flirting again. And I thought that was amazing. I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even think we could flirt. 
like after being married. And then um, he started hugging me and kissing me more. And we never really do that. Like PDA is like not really there. And still, there was a lot of no, but in public. No, yeah, yeah, but like like little side things. He'd talk to me, and I was like, oh, like he wants to talk to me and like listen. And we started connecting in ways that we hadn't before. And then when we would go to sleep, we would snuggle and we would talk for like hours. And I, the last time we even did that was when we were dating. And so I felt like all these feelings came back from like when we were dating and it was so awesome. I was, I like, I think of it now and I'm like, oh man, we need to try that again. (laughs) Cause it was amazing. And for like the first time in a long time, I was the one that wanted to have sex with my husband. And he was like, oh, sorry, we can't. We're doing this sex fast, remember? And it was so awkward because it's not like that in our marriage. And I was like, this is a trick. She's trying to <laughs> trick me. He always thought I was testing him. <laughs> you know? She's like, are you sure you want to keep doing this fast? I was like, yes, I'm sure. Stop I'm trying to... So I'm trying to trick me. Yeah. I know what you but uh, yeah, she I remember she said that like several times. She's like, This is this is actually really hard for me too. She yeah, was like, I, I didn't, didn't think this was gonna it. happen. I thought it would just be hard for you, but <laughs> yeah. now I also really want to have sex and I'm like wearing it. sweatpants and I'm not like dolling myself up or anything. <laughs> but we were still able to connect and talk and just it was awesome. And so I feel like sex is the ultimate in being intimate and connection, like the ultimate connection with your spouse. Um, however, for us, the sex fast was like a huge blessing in our life at the time that we needed it most. And I think that, like you said, it propelled our recovery into a place that I don't think we would have had had we not done the sex fast. And I know that the Lord blessed us um, by helping us control our carnal desires so that we could see that our spiritual selves needed this connection that we didn't have before so that we could continue to strive to have that eternal marriage that we've covenanted to do with each other. Um, so anyway, uh, do you have any other thoughts? Um, no, I just, I, I, I had some of the same notes that, that it felt like when we were dating again. Yeah. Um, it, I remember like, it was a good thing we had boundaries in place because sometimes it was like we were pushing the boundaries and, um, but it, it, unlike when we were dating, it was like, oh, it's kind of okay that we're pushing the boundaries. We're married, you know? Like, right. Um, not that we were terrible or anything like that when we yeah, were dating, no. but, um, I, um, I also, you know, when you're talking about like deciding on a time, you know, like I, I don't know what's right, you know, for, for everybody. I, I, I think 30 days is a, is a great place to start. Um, I also thought it was interesting. I found a quote um, by uh, President Joseph F. Smith about fasting. And he said, there is such a thing as overdoing. A man may fast and pray till he kills himself. And there isn't any necessity for it, nor wisdom in it. Um, and, uh, of course, he's talking about, you know, fasting from food and water, and I don't think you're going to kill yourself by uh, going too long without um, without physical intimacy. But um, that also is an important part of marriage, and it is um, 
ordained. You know, like it's God ordained. It's okay to have sex. And I don't think having a sex fast, I want to make sure that we're not, you know, like saying like, hey, this is bad or wrong or anything like that. It's an important, beautiful part of a married relationship. And, um, you know, even I, I, I kind of looked up like professional opinions and it's, you know, professionals, right? Like there's a lot of <laughs> marriage counselors out there who will say it's a bad idea. And there's mm-hmm. some who are like, this is really great. Um, uh, so pray about it. Um, yeah. And pray about it so you yourself. can know if it's right for yeah. you. Um, there, there's a lot of benefits that can come from it. We, we've talked a lot about this. Uh, there was one. Uh, Megan Fleming, PhD, who's a clinical psychologist and relationship therapist. She had all these great benefits and come from it. You know, reignite passion in your relationship, emotional intimacy over physical, help you connect with your partner. Well, and discern, she's not lying, you know, no, because yeah. we've experienced discern all of Discern lust things, from so. love. Sex releases chemicals to make you drunk on love. Um, but are you really, you know, she actually talked a lot about, um, I don't know if it was she or maybe it was just one of the articles that I read. Um, there was a lot of people, you know, these are secular articles and they're talking about the benefits of abstinence before marriage, right? Well, and they were talking yeah, about how, um, essential. when you're physically intimate, the chemicals released in your brain draw you closer to that person. And, you know, they talk about like, sometimes people who have sex a lot think that they're in love, um, because their brains are constantly releasing these chemicals. I mean, it's similar to the... You know, pornography addiction. The reason it's so strong is because these chemicals that are released are so strong. And um, so if all your relationship is based on is physical intimacy, you may find out at some point that it's not the greatest relationship. And so when you can step back from that physical intimacy, then you have a chance to connect emotionally and spiritually and really strengthen your relationship and do things besides the physical. So, And that's what it did for us. Yeah. So anyway, I, it, it was great. It was, it was, was awesome. awesome. Uh, whether it's right for you or not, that's up to you, but I think do the homework and at least talk about it and, and see what you think with your spouse. Yeah. And I think that's it for the episode. Cool. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being with us. Instagram, even though it went down a couple times, yeah. um, we're going to, I'm going to check to see if there's any questions. Oh yeah. And we'll, and we can wrap it up. Sounds good. Okay. Okay.